Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros, and we have a great episode in store for you guys tonight. And with us is a special guest, one of our one of our loyal listeners, Grayson Mortimer. Dude, we've been trying to get you on the show for forever. Why don't you introduce why don't you introduce yourself to some of our listeners? And uh yeah. Yeah, uh, so I'm Grayson Mortimer. I'm a New England-based kid, uh, longtime Patriots fan. Granted, I am second-team Bills, but I can explain that if you guys want. Um, but uh, New England-based guy. I've known Adam since uh, high school, did track together. Um, and, yeah, I'm happy to be here, guys. Definitely, man. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's great having you on. And uh, so we're going to be continuing our – uh, Thursday series of sort of previewing every division last week. Well, kind of this week, it was on Sunday. We did, uh, we did the AFC, the AFC North, which was a little dicey. It was a long episode, but we had a lot of people on and it was all AFC North fans. We, we don't have any AFC South fans, but we have a, uh, we have a great football mind here in Grayson and we're going to talk about the AFC South today. And so this was this this is if if you if you could sum them up as people, they would all be char- like just complete characters. Like everybody in this division, the Colts, the Texans, the Titans, the Jaguars, just all of them. But I wanted to get you guys' takes. What do you guys think about about this division and how they're all going to stack up with each other? And we could start with uh, we could start with CJ and then and then Grayson. CJ, I think he froze. CJ froze. All right. Do you want to do you want to start, Grayson? I can start then. Yeah, um, this is a good division. Uh, it's not the not the NFC East, so I can actually um, say it'll be competitive. Uh, so I think honestly, right now I'm really liking the Colts. I think them going out and getting a quarterback instead of Carson Wentz was an amazing decision. Um, I think the the battle for third will be real as well uh, because, I mean, Jacksonville, I expect them to be pretty good under Doug Peterson. Uh, he's a much better coach than, than obviously what we saw last year. Uh, and the Texans are kind of just a wild card. We honestly have no idea how they're going to be. Um, I think more of the news about the Texans hasn't been what they've done uh, on the field, but I think it's more of it's been what their left previous quarterback has done off of it. So, um, you know, I think it'll be a really good competitive division. I think one and two are very clear of three and four, but um, it's a division where I think anything can happen, and uh, we'll see that this season. All right, CJ. <clears throat> so my my thoughts on the AFC South. Like, uh, I mean, there's really no clear cut favorite. I mean. The Colts got their newest bridge quarterback and <clears throat> Matt Ryan. Now, look, don't get me wrong, Matt Ryan's pretty good, but I but as age is not the long-term answer. You know, you have guys like Michael Pittman and uh, the great Jonathan Taylor running back, stout defense, you'll be fine. But then there's the Titans, a team who usually you would think, you know, would uh probably be gunning for that one seed, but Ryan Tannehill visibly took a step back last year. Derrick Henry's coming off an injury, but he's still gonna be good. And then, uh, yeah, your number one receiver is Robert Woods, who's going off an injury. 
and you have the rookie Traylon Burks because you traded away A.J. Brown because you did not want to pay him. And the Titans' defense kind of has taken a step back, so I feel like it's really up for grabs. But then there's, like, the Jaguars who, I mean, their draft was okay, but good God, their free agency, they were literally paying, like, like grossly overpaying for, you know, middling talent. And then there's the Texans with Davis Mills. And I know there are a lot of Davis Mills apologists out there, and to which I say, you're not going to win the division. Stop it. Well, I got nothing against Davis Mills, but this feels like kind of like an anyone could win, but I, I'm i kind of leaning toward the Colts here. Usually I say the Titans, but it feels like they all, even Indy in a way, took a, maybe not Indy, but it feels like at least three of the teams took a step back. All right, so all of you, both of you guys said, so this is an any, any, so, sort of anybody could take it type of division, and it is more competitive than the NFC East. I'll, I'll give you that much. However, I, the way I see it is it's kind of a two-horse race here, and mm. with the Colts being the, the horse that should be favored. The Colts Literally. upgraded at quarterback. They upgraded at corner. And they upgrade and they acquired Yannick defensive end Yannick Ngakwe. So they really just they they improved on an already stacked defensive front. And then you look at the Titans, they so they they brought in Robert Woods, they traded they were forced to trade away AJ Brown, and then they drafted Traylon Burks as a replacement who's kind of physically, um, physically he's kind of a he's theoretically an AJ Brown clone. So whether or not this Titans team will contend will basically fringe upon whether or not Traylon Burks can be AJ Brown. And uh, so those it's, it comes down to those teams for me for the other two, the Texans, they did a great job trading away Deshaun Watson. They got him, they got, and he could be a ticking time bomb with the way things are going. Uh, in the case, he could never play football again, and they got several first-round picks for him. But they're still a young team. They have Brandon Cook, so they not, who they, they nailed down. And they drafted Derek Stingley Jr., uh, a great-looking corner. They also brought in uh, – who's the they, – they brought in – it was either a, it was either a tackle or a guard. It was one of the one of those two, but they they helped they they added something to that offensive line. Davis Mills, we'll see if he can play. But the Jaguars, good lord, that team. So what the Jaguars did was they spent a record one hundred seventy five million dollars in guaranteed money, and it's not like they spent as in like they spent on star star talent. Their, their top wide receiver right now is Christian Kirk, who I like, but he's not worth the money that he got. And a lot of people hate that contract now. A lot of teams hate that contract because now it's set the market and, every, and now why, the wide receiver position has blown up financially because you know tr- this, this mediocre – I, I won't say mediocre. I'll say fairly – this very solid – not worth it wide receiver got this massive deal that he didn't deserve. And then all these star wide receivers who actually deserve money, like Adante Adams said, Hey, I, I want that money. I, I I deserve better than, than what he got. And eventually he got it. But, and Tyreek so, as well. 
What's that? Mm. Tyreek as well. Yeah, Tyreek. And, and the list Cooper goes Cup on. got paid too. Cooper Cup got paid. And there's I, I'm not sure if there was any doubt whether or not Cooper Cup would have been paid. Um because it looks like they were it looked like they were willing to, and this Rams team is not has not shied away from overpaying their players. Um they the what what I will say is one of the lone bright spots on this team is that they did upgrade at the offensive line position. They added some they added they added some uh they added protection for him, which is good for tre- for Trevor for Trevor Lawrence, which is good because you you invested a first round pick in him, so you need to protect him. You need to make sure that he has the best looks possible and he has the best opportunities to succeed. And if it turns out that he can't play, then he can't play. Um, but you're never going to find out if he's on his ass all the time. Uh, their draft severely overrated and Devin Lloyd. I know you and I CJ loved Devin Lloyd coming out of this draft and he mm. fell and we found out why he fell. Yeah. He, it turns out he has a big time attitude problem and he was, t- he didn't want to play in cold weather and he, uh, it, it did not look good. And he's their first, he was their second first round pick. Trayvon Walker could wind up being a very good uh, uh, edge rusher. But the problem is the only reason his draft stock was so high was because of his combine performance. So physically, physically, he's very gifted. We'll, we'll say that much, that much we can all agree on, but his statistics in college, he was just, eh. So I might like, honestly, looking back at this off season, I might have the Jaguars as the biggest losers like that. Like, their free agency, they spent on they spent on talent that was they overpaid on everybody they they spent money on, and they really didn't need to pay that much money for them. And in in the draft, it was just ugh, like they they had two first round picks, but what? Did, why did you use it on those guys for? Like, I just I just don't like this for them. And you can see the Jaguars just being the Jaguars again. Mm, yeah, Adam. But uh, let's uh, put some numbers on this, shall we? Christian Kirk got a four-year, $72 million deal. And that doesn't stop because, now, the only good deal I would say they handed out was to the Washington offensive lineman Brandon Scherf, who got a three-year, $49 million deal. Bit injury-prone, but well worth the money. Then Foisad Olakun from the Atlanta Falcons got a three-year, $45 million deal. And and keep in mind, he greatly benefited from you know playing behind Deion Jones. Alex Fully Fatukasi from the New York Jets, you know, their backup defensive tackle. Yeah, three years, 30 million. Uh Zay Jones, like the fourth string receiver from Vegas, got a three-year, $24 million deal. You, you know, you gotta ask why. And keep in mind, I'm not a Jaguars insider, but if I had to guess. They would, it's like they're begging, like, please, please come pay for play for us. We'll give you whatever you want. It's like a team that's so bad, they have to overpay to get anyone with a shred of talent on their roster. And yeah, and, and you know what's weird? They gave Christian Kirk four years, $72 million deal, right? And then you had DJ Chark, who was their best was it 72 receiver. 72 or 84? Uh, I'm on Sport Track and it says uh, 72 million. 
Oh yeah, if Spot Track says that, then then Spot Track. That's then that's correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. Spot Track. Then, then, Spot yeah. Track is accurate. And then of course, you know, I guess I was gonna go bring up like I said, Christian Kirk, four years, seventy-two million. And the, they already had a number one receiver in DJ Chark, who personally I like a little bit better from Christian than Christian Kirk. He's faster and he's more agile and he's more explosive. And they let him walk. And, and DJ Chark literally signed a one-year $10 million deal with Detroit. So you're downgrading at receiver one, but paying more money. Only the Jaguars. And, and comparing those two players, like it's actually like fairly – it's fairly even. Like mm. those, like yeah. I mean, I'm players not going to say leaps and bounds yeah. better, but I like him a little bit better than Kirk. But they're two pretty players close. with yeah, two players with injury issues who put up solid statistics when they're on the field, but not wide receiver one statistics. I thought DJ Chark was a was potential was a, a potential number one guy if he could stay on the field, but number one, he can't. And number two, even when he has been on the field the past couple of years, he really hasn't been a hundred percent. He hasn't been close to what he was in his rookie year. Just he wasn't he, he really, really he hasn't matched up to he that. He really didn't do much his rookie year, know. honestly. Rookie year? But, uh, I'm sorry. Was that his sophomore season? Yeah, his was sophomore his soph- season. So so it was his sophomore season that, that was his, uh, it, it feels like his sophomore, his, uh, ro- that was his rookie year, but uh, I mean, that's when everybody figured out who he was. And it turns out he, he had a great year, and he's good when he's on the field. But Yeah, just... yeah, I, I, I agree. And uh, But Indy, like I said, they're probably the only team that didn't take a step back. Because, like, you know, Matt Ryan, Yannick Ngakwe, Stephon Gilmore, among others. But, yeah, just they're just – yeah, but it, I don't know how to put this. Because despite that, I don't love them. They're just – Outside of uh, Jonathan Taylor, they're just not that explosive. I mean, Remember when you had? Uh, I mean, I, I think yeah. uh, to be honest, I think that the Colts are going to be, you know, a potential like dark horse in the playoffs this year because, I mean, Pittman very good year last year with Wentz as his quarterback, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's got Matt Ryan now, I think Pittman is going to be, you know, pushing arguably top ten for yards. I. I would not be surprised if he did because he has, you know, a, an actual quarterback now, and instead of yep. a guy who throws picks yeah. for you know for birthday presents, <laughs> um, and I think that you know with their defense already being quite established and with their O line, you know, obviously led by guys like Quentin Nelson, I think that uh, I think the Colts are going to be like probably twelve and five, thirteen and four, um, and I think they'll there'll be a team that I think other teams just aren't going to want to play. Um, because I think last year, if Matt Ryan is your quarterback instead of Wentz, I think you win one or two more games, especially that mm-hmm. one at the end of the year against Jacksonville. I don't, I don't see why the Colts aren't, don't win this division. Um, you know, obviously injuries are a factor, but overall, I mean, I, I honestly really like the Colts this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, but it's just like, I know. I mean, I know Pittman, Pittman technically is good numbers, but he's not a highlight reel guy. He's not explosive. He's not He's not going to put the game on his back and make the game-winning touchdown. It's just none of, outside of maybe Pittman, none of their receivers really scare me. I mean, you know, you've got but, an aging T.Y., but I mean. Aging. 
He's, he's I, mean, I, I, I like Ty, but he's not what he was. And look, if no, Pittman takes the next but, step, then good for him. But like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, he also, they're going to win the division. They're my pick to win the division. You know. I mean, yeah, they are my pick to win the division. But Mark, yeah. So how far do you guys? It seems like you guys are on the same page. How far do you guys, each of you, see the Colts going in the playoffs? Like, where where do you realistically see them going? As let's say, let's say they'll they'll get by the first round. I think they'll be ceiling is a second round round exit. Yeah, well, I I don't see them exiting in the first. I think they're good enough to beat whoever they they face in the first. I I would, Mm -hmm. if the Colts face New England, I don't like our odds. Like, I I wouldn't at all. But if they get someone like the Bills, I mean, of course, I think Buffalo would Mm -hmm. absolutely shred them. But yeah, um, you know, I think it would depend on who they get. But I think, you know, I think they would potentially upset a team like you know i think the raiders are gonna have a great year um or or maybe even someone like the chiefs i i think the colts are that are good enough to potentially contend with those types of teams in the playoffs so i can see them making a run you know at least second round you know maybe maybe just after that i don't see them making the super bowl but i think i think they'll make a run look i mean perhaps my uh my prediction for them is I mean, my ceiling for them is a second-round exit. Look, I might have them a little higher than that. I'm not saying that they're going to do this, but I'm just – this is my ceiling. Perhaps an AFC championship. They have talent know. everywhere on the field. I could see it. Yeah, but their and, team is in a oh, – sorry. And, look, their offensive line is very good. It's been good the past couple of years. They, uh, they have a great running game. And, and it's not only great – it's not just Jonathan Taylor. It's very deep as well. They have they have pieces everywhere uh, over there. Their defense their defense is really good, and they they have a great wide receiver in uh, well I wouldn't say great but very 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 good wide receiver in Michael Pittman, and they they have everything they need to do it. They just need to you know do it. Stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Stay consistent. Yeah. And uh, that that was their issue last season. They started off one and four, which was probably falling victim to a couple of their players getting hurt early in the season. They came back, and actually Carson Wentz was supposed to miss a lot of time, and he didn't. And I'll, I give him credit for that because he, he that guy's never able to say help. True. Um, mm-hmm. But early on in that season, one and four start. Then they figured things out, and for a stretch, they went eight and two. And yeah, then they couldn't true. close didn't, out the season. But without that one and four start, they're a playoff team. So yeah, didn't they did Wentz that with Carson Wentz. Didn't Wentz injure both of his ankles in the same game? And he still didn't miss any time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's insane. insane. I don't I don't know how he did that. Like ever since that ACL tear in Philadelphia, he just his career just hasn't taken off the way they were hoping. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I mean, for for but athletes, I mean, ACL tears are like a death sentence for some of them. They can be. It all depends on how he heals. Um, Achilles tears, yes, but oh, I, I yeah. don't know about no. But, but I mean, tears. especially if you're doing like a lot of running, like. But you know, the thing is, you know, like ACLs and stuff. Literally, they can come back, but it all depends on like how it heals. Yeah, it uh, definitely. But I mean, I know this guy never ran to begin with, but like Tom Brady tore his in 2008, and you mm. know, came back and won three more Super Bowls, and is still playing at the age of 44, almost 45. So like I mean, some guys I think it all depends on how you how you rehab it and how you heal and to make sure you don't come back too early or any of that. Mm. Um, you know, Brady obviously missed the entire season, but um, you know it 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 can be a death sentence for some players because yeah, some guys don't recover. Wentz is a great example. Um, 
but I think for the majority of athletes that rehabbing in the modern era is good enough to, you know, for, for certain guys to get over that, that type of hurdle, even though it is an eight, usually eight month to a year injury. Yeah. I mean, but for a quarterback, it should be fine. But if you're like a DB or a wide receiver, that's gonna, that could be, yeah, really, I mean, look at, look at Odell greater adjustment, but if it happened to someone like Lamar Jackson, I mean, that would be, Oh yeah, that would, hmm. we'd see how that, how he, you know, transitioned from that. But hmm. um, anyways, back to the AFC South. <laughs> all right. Well, I believe we've cut, co- we've just about covered all of it um, in the league. Um, but do you guys want to hit on anything else in this division before we move on to the next segment? Um, hmm. I mean, I guess I can touch a little bit upon the Texans. Um, yeah, we haven't, I don't, we haven't I didn't really follow the all. draft too closely, so I don't know a ton about the draft, but I think the Texans biggest move this season, other than Deshaun Watson, because obviously that takes the cake, but um, they kept Brandon cooks. So that was big. If, if he left for, they would have easily finished last. There's no way that they would have gone anywhere this year with mills at quarterback because cooks frankly made mills look good um, at times uh, last season. Um, I think if they let him walk, I mean, they easily fourth place, but I think with cooks, I think they, became a touch more competitive, um, you know, because obviously there were games last year that he probably single-handedly won for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think them keeping Brandon Cooks was a was a huge move. I think it was a two-year deal, if I remember correctly. Um, so I think, I think Houston still gets I, – I do think Trevor Lawrence is good enough to take a step forward. And, you know, the fact that he has an actual coach now, um, I think Jacksonville will still beat them for third. But I think – Cooks will at least make Houston, you know, obviously they'll probably still be a pushover, but I still think they'll, they'll nick a couple games this year. You know, I think um, I'm, it, that one also has me scratching my head because he's getting, because Brendan Cooks is getting to an age where he's getting up there. You know, he's not, he's not going to be playing like this forever. And it's actually amazed me that he's been able to last this long, especially with all the all the changes and systems and the injuries is sustained. I thought his career was going to be over with the Rams when he started getting all those, uh, getting all those all those concussions. But this isn't a team that's looking to contend in the next year or so. This is going to be a team that's you know they're a couple of years off, and I don't think Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks is going to help with that. And I I just wanted I just want to know the specifics to his contract. Maybe they could build up some build up some uh, build up some value for him, so that at the trade deadline, if a team's looking for a wide receiver one, they could go out and get him. I'm also I also understand that Brandon Cooks does like it there, and the and Houston loves him, but I don't know. Like I understand, but there's all this is also a business, and you're you are looking to win and do what's in the best interest of your team, and regardless of your feelings, you know towards each other. You, it might not be the best idea for them to hold on to, uh, to, to hold on to Brandon Cooks for so long. Yeah, I just looked up his deal. He's basically on two years, twenty mil. Um, Thirty six of the forty is guaranteed, so he's on a pretty hefty deal. Um, two years, how much? Two years, like 40, 40 mil, basically. 40 it's mil. like just under forty, um, and thirty six okay. of that's guaranteed. So they gave him a pretty nice. Uh, Thanks, Christian Kirk. Nice deal on, on his. I, I like Kirk as a deep threat, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's not. He's not a 
I don't know how how well he'll deal with Lawrence, but um, so Cooks is on a pretty nice deal. Honestly, they may use him as trade bait, especially maybe not this year, but next year. Um, I mean, they definitely have some picks to to build their team. Um, I just I think them keeping him will make them a touch more competitive in the meantime. But you know, we'll we'll see long term how that affects them. Yeah, sure. It'll it'll be something to to look at going into uh going into next season. That's just the that's the only part about them that has me scratching their head. Great job with them uh trade being able to trade Deshaun Watson and Max's Max's value. I wasn't sure if they were actually gonna get that much for him. He I thought he was borderline untradeable. And now I did too. Yeah but the Browns are desperate. Now here we are. The Browns are they might they might have a bit of a quarterback crisis. (laughs) Who was their quarter who was their backup last year? Was it um? Uh, it was Keenum, but he's gone now. I think was it Case yeah. Keenum? Oh, yeah, after Watson and Mayfield, I think now they have Jacoby Brissett and Josh Dobbs. So, so yeah, the, Jacoby Brissett may might well be the starter of of Cleveland this year. <laughs> that's gonna be that's I mean, gonna he's be not terrible. Yikes. He's not bad, but yeah, but he's from just what it could have been. It's like oh, he's yeah. a backup. He's I think Baker. Up. I think Baker Mayfield gets more hate than he deserves. Frankly, um, mm. I think last year, if he was fully fit, he would have been much better. Um, the fact that he was dealing with that arm injury and his leg, like, I, there's only so much you can do with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Look, uh, we got to move on. All right. So next, Grayson's going to talk his UEFA Nations League, and he's going to talk about uh, the ne- the uh, North American city potentially being the next host of the FIFA World uh, World Cup in 2026. So we'll get to that next. This is the Fumble Ruski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski podcast. I'm Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros with special guest Grayson Mortimer. So we have reached our guest segment where Grayson is going to talk about the UEFA Nations League. So what do you got? Yeah, so um, for those who don't know, the Nations League was basically started in, uh, I want to say 2019, may have been just before that. Um, And it's basically to replace friendlies in soccer, which are basically just games that two international teams play just to kind of get some experience, warm up, maybe play the youngsters. Um, so the, the UEFA, which is the European governing body of the game, uh, recently put in the Nations League to kind of replace those. And uh, one game that you know particularly comes to mind in the past week was England against Hungary. Now, for those who don't know, England is one of the largest footballing nations in the world. Um, I believe in the FIFA world rankings, they're ranked about fifth right now. Um, and they have a pretty, pretty immensely talented squad. Um, so recently Hungary came to visit them, uh, in, in, they're in the same group along with Italy and Germany. Uh, and now this game was a little controversial 
just because England actually wasn't allowed to have any fans for this match uh, due to the fact that they, I believe it was something to do with uh, an illegal chant, but basically they weren't allowed to have any fans except for basically like 10,000 children. Um, so that was, a, you know, a big starter, but then Hungary came in and absolutely ravaged England for nothing. Uh, so <laughs> this was England's worst home loss, uh, since I believe the year was 1928. Um, you know, and to put that into perspective, that's 94 years ago. Um, so it was their basically worst home loss in 94 years for a country that, you know, basically prides itself on being the founder of the game. Um, so England losing this game was absolutely massive. Hungary used to be a very good footballing nation. They have made a World Cup final in the past, um, you know, back when arguably one of the greatest players to ever play the game uh, was on their team. Uh, and for, you know, for, for mostly NFL viewers, uh, there was a player back in the 50s. His name was Ferenc Pushkas, um, and he was uh, one of the main innovators of, you know, European football and global football that, uh, made the game the way it is today. Um, and there is actually an award named after him, which is the greatest goal of the year award, basically, um, around the world. Um, but to go back to England, you know, pretty embarrassing loss and one that they will not live down for a while. And it's kind of, you know, been a question of should they fire their manager? Should they um, keep him and keep him for the World Cup in, you know, November? Um, you know, so it, it's something that I'll ask a lot of questions about, um, you know, England as a, as a footballing nation going forward and if their players are talented enough or if the coaching is the big problem. Um, and yeah, and to slide into uh, another big announcement in the footballing world, the uh, U.S., Canada and Mexico are hosting the 2026 World Cup and the host cities have been announced, one of which is Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, which is a huge announcement. Um, as well as for CJ, Philadelphia is another host city. Um, hey, dude, I'm not a Philly fan. I'm a Pats fan. I just live near. Well, you live near there. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the Patriots Stadium is hosting uh, a few games, as well as Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, among many others, including MetLife and uh, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Um, but it's a, it's a huge announcement because uh, if I'm here in 2026, I am absolutely going to go to one of those games. Um I don't care who's playing. I just want to say I've been to a World Cup match. Um, I've been to a lot of other games. Uh, I actually just spent four months in Europe. Uh, I saw games from the Champions League, Premier League, um, Premier League's the English League, uh, Bundesliga, which is the German League, um, Serie A, which is the Italian League, and uh, I did see a game in France as well. Um, so, you know, with with all of the games I've been to, I, I really was – very excited by this announcement, the fact that the World Cup is coming to uh, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Mass. in 2026. So it was an absolutely huge announcement uh, that happened today. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the footballing world in about uh, four or five minutes. <laughs> nice. Look, I'll, so I, I'm actually I'm, – I am actually pretty excited that – of the possibility that a uh, – that – the the FIFA World Cup could be hosted in a city in the U.S. And what I will say is, um, so America, the U.S. is very is very different from the rest of the world uh, in in regards to to soccer, because 
it's just it's just not as popular as it is in the the rest of the world. It soccer is regarded as you know the most popular the most popular sport in like everywhere, except the U.S. Except the U.S. So if that were so, I think that would be huge for the U.S. to Mm -hmm. sort of bring that in, get some fans, get some fans interested. It turns into a big event. And I think that would be great for for them. It would it would uh, it would get the 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 U.S. to catch up with yeah. everyone else with uh, with mm. soccer. And yeah, mm. one of actually one of the events that did help um, like an American golden generation per se was actually the 1994 World Cup, which was also held in the U.S. Um, and I think the fact that what makes this one a little different is that there's actually three host countries. Um, so it does, it works wonders for the U.S. It works wonders for Canada, which is also entering their golden generation. Um, for those who don't know, I am from Canada, so I do root for them nationally. Um, so I'm like I'm very big on them right now as well. And the fact that Mexico, who has also hosted a World Cup in the past, is also involved too, um, it's it's definitely a great stride for for two nations that are, you know, kind of getting a foothold in the game, which are the U.S. and Canada, and the game and a, a team that. Like the culture is already there, which is Mexico. Um, so I think you know the 2026 World Cup is absolutely, to your point, Adam, going to be a big boost uh, for for younger fans and for fans that might not know um, entirely what's happening uh, to really kind of get a foothold and and become you know a bigger fan of of the beautiful game. Yeah, and look, it's and it's not like soccer is like an unknown like like an unknown sport to to the U.S. because mm-hmm. it is played a lot in high schools and colleges and yeah. I mean most people mm-hmm. it, I mean the, those town where I grew up in um, it's it it's everybody most people at one point played soccer at, yeah. at one at one point or another I played soccer until like what second grade and it's it was like it was a weird town where it was like. It, it was you were in the minority if you didn't play soccer at one point in your life. And um, another and like, you know, my my sister, my sister's still playing it. One of them used to play it. So it's it's definitely a bit it's it's something that does have potential and people know what it is. So if if that were to be introduced, I think that would be huge for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I grew up playing it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we played Sutton a few times. Uh Usually didn't go well for us, but um, and hi- our high school teams always played as well. Um, so you know it's it's huge around around this area um, in terms of playing. Um, definitely the viewership is is definitely on the rise, but I think there's still a long way to go for sure. Yeah, I mean Sutton Sutton's tough when it comes to uh, when it comes to soccer. My hometown, Sutton Sutton's yeah. very competitive. You that's guys their, beat that's us. our main sport. Well, Every that's other weird. sport, we're just okay. Right. No, like Baseball in my hometown. But... What's that? I was just saying, my hometown. You know, uh, no one here gives a flying. You know what about soccer? I mean, you know, it's just just the culture, I guess. I mean, my high school has yeah. a soccer team, but like no one goes to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my point. Like it's it's a sport that gets played. It's kind. Of, it's almost like lacrosse. You know, yeah, I don't it's... know many people that follow professional lacrosse leagues. Sorry, Chris. Wait, there's oh, a, yeah, there, I know, well, like, yeah, only... lacrosse isn't big and isn't really that big in, you know, everywhere else. But like, it's it's a sport. My, my point is, like, it's a sport that is not very popular and popular in the U.S. that uh, that everybody plays. You know, they, there's a for there's sure. a lacrosse team on like every high for like every high school. So, mm, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Netmux lacrosse team was always always really good. Um, yeah, both we both didn't... men's and women's lacrosse. I went to two high schools. One of them had a lacrosse team. The other didn't. It was my Sutton High School did not have uh, did not have a lacrosse team, and I, and I don't think they ever will. Uh, they could, but you know. Uh, I also went to a vocational school that was a bigger school, so they were able to do all t- all types of sports, uh, men's and women's lacrosse team. Um, yep. But yeah, so uh, Jeff Medeiros commented, "What uh, that is why it is being hosted here, trying to increase viewership and interest." Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it will. I, yeah. I absolutely think it will. Um, I think that. And the nice thing, the nice thing about the U.S. hosting the World Cup with Canada and Mexico is that it's in, it's in places that, you know, have a there is an established foothold here, um, but it's also a nice change between you know the fact that the last two, uh, Russia in 2018 and then Qatar in 2022, they're both nations that, I it just they don't there's, have a, a good there's somewhat of a culture profile. there, but it's really it, it just kind of proved that money had all the power really there. Um, the yeah. U.S., yeah, obviously there's money there too, but it, it's it's a nice change, the fact that it's a nation that, um, you know, will get behind it and also, you know, is in a, is in a nice, like a, a place where there isn't nearly as much controversy. You um, know, so because one of us is at war with Ukraine, as well. that's nice. Yeah. Certainly. All right. Well, we do have to uh, uh, wrap things up, but do you have any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? Uh that's really all I got for for my segment. <laughs> no, I do not know Jack about soccer, but it was nice hearing Grayson explain it. Yeah, you know, if it, you ever you have know. any questions, man, uh, shoot them over my way. Careful, they're very <laughs> stupid, though. I literally asked you how it started, but, you know, that was for a Yeah, it's all right, it's all right. It, it happens, it happens. <laughs> I do have one more question. Go for it. So I asked, I asked you off air, um, but so Jair Alexander – so, so yeah. you you responded to our fan box question. Thank you for the for the response. We loved, of we course, loved getting man. your uh, getting your pick. But Jair Alexander as an underrated corner. Yeah. Um, would you care to elaborate on that? Yeah. So obviously, when he plays, he is arguably the best corner in the league. Um, he's you know in, probably in the last couple of years in conversation with someone like J.C. Jackson, um, or even a couple of years ago with with Gilmore. Um, but the thing is, is Jair has missed a lot of time in the past, past, definitely the last year, past couple of years. Um, so I think that, that that's kind of taken him out of the conversation, um, you know, for that number one cornerback in the league. Uh, so I think because, because of those injuries, I think that it's opened up the door for, for other types of guys like JC Jackson, uh, to, you know, kind of be in that conversation. Uh, so because of that, I think that Jair is obviously still elite when he plays, but I think he's moved into the underrated category just because of you know how little he's played and how how much of an impact he still has, despite the fact he has taken a few knocks um, in in the last couple of years. So I think that because of that, because of the fact he's you know hasn't been able to string together a complete season in a little bit, I think I think that moves him into underrated in my opinion. Yeah, I could certainly see that for being a reason for him to be underrated. Uh, just because he didn't, he he was injured for most of last season, and uh, that that would really be, and uh, that that was kind of the reason why CJ had him uh, in our rankings number three. I had him 
number two because I was thinking like, and that is underrated for me because last last off season I had him going into the season I had him number one, and obviously can't be number one if you are not on the field. Who'd you have it? I'm just curious. Who'd you have at number one? We both had Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, all three of us did. I can, I can see I can see that yeah who's I your mean, number one um him or him or JC would be probably oh Adam Ramsey careful. Ramsey I can see I can I can see Ramsey yeah careful that's uh, Adam's least favorite player there he wakes up and he's like oh I don't like JC Jackson I'd be like I wonder looked, what yeah, I mean JC he needs our numbers last year um he really did uh I mean, Stephon Diggs. For me, like he's definitely in that conversation. I don't. Yeah. Prime Gilmore was definitely still better, um, but I think yeah, I mean JC last year was pretty good. Him or Jalen Ramsey for me. I would Jalen Ramsey. I can see can see that look, as well. Look, he had a great oh, year. <laughs> he had a great year, and I'm gonna go on to the the. He had a great year. Just, I okay. uh, you look at his coverage statistics. And that's where I say, uh, I'm not saying he's a, he's a bad corner. That's I'm not, I'm not in it for the JC Jackson slander, but (laughs) I do. I I think he's worth what the chargers paid him. You think he's worth it. Okay. Uh, I even though I disagree, I feel that was a little too much. Maybe a tad overpriced, but it it was close to what, with, with the other guys in that defense, I think he'll look like a standout. Yeah, I mean, I understand. The fact that he's got two elite edge rushers in front of him, I mean, there's going to be forced decisions. JC's going to have a good year. He's going to produce. I just, I just don't think he's worth the money. I just, he's he he deserves being paid, just not that much. Yeah. Yes. Look, that's that's fair. I've never seen him like lock down a star, though. We all know Stephon. He did get burned brutalizing every year. Yeah, a couple years ago. Like he's never shut down Stephon Diggs. Yeah, yeah, so but now he's gonna have to face Devontae Adams twice a year, or maybe like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. He doesn't twice. have Tyreek Hill anymore, though, so that's oh, yeah. a benefit to him. Um, yeah, we're still you know, patching the home. Take out Tyreek, throw in Devontae, but yeah, um, you know, yeah, Diggs, Diggs absolutely burned him a couple years ago, though. That game at Gillette where Diggs had, I think, three touchdowns. There's some, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, my, my final thought will be uh, why yep. I'm half Bills fan. Uh, since I, so I'll yeah, get, yeah, please yeah. elaborate on that because uh, you know I feel like a lot of New England fans two division like, rivals. Patri- I don't know, this guy man. likes the Patriots, but he's Bruce for a division. My dad grew up a Bills fan because uh, I'm originally from Ontario, uh, so the Bills were actually the closest team to mm. uh, where where my dad grew up. Um, and if I still lived there, I probably would have only been a Bills fan. But uh, after after my dad watched them lose you know four Super Bowls in a row in the '90s, a couple against the Cowboys as well. Switch teams. Um, my dad was like, okay, screw this. Then we moved here in 2002, and, you know, that's perfect timing for, for you know, New England. Mm-hmm. The fact that since then we've won, well, if you count 02, six Super Bowls. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I grew up both pa- kind of big Patriots, but then in the last couple of years, you know, the fact that my dad's kind of realigned himself with the Bills, um, I was like, okay, well, you know, who do I, who do I kind of pick? So I just kind of go mm-hmm. for – Patriots first, Bill second. Granted, Josh Allen is my favorite player in the league. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, that is fair. Like, there I have one jersey as Josh Allen. <laughs> like the Patriots will be like your number one, but like the the Bills are like a team that you that you have respect for. You like you, you know, your dad, your dad rooted for him growing up. Granted, he, yeah. he made him 
probably made him rip his hair out. But oh yeah, no, he uh, he did not like himself after that fourth loss. He was not happy. Mm. <laughs> he was can't not say happy I blame him really. No, I can't either. Honestly, I couldn't imagine going through that. I mean, nice. I guess actually, part of me can because uh, I've grown up a New England Revolution fan. I missed a lot of the of their losses, but basically, the New England Revolution is the local soccer team here. I do have a my desk is a little messy, so I do have a ball. These guys have lost five MLS Cup finals and haven't won it. So oh, it's basically the closest thing to the NFL, to the Buffalo or the Minnesota of, you know, MLS. Um, they, had a, so they had a great season last year, too. They did. That was their year. That, that was their year. That they, If Apparently they didn't not. win it last year, I don't – we have we still have good players, but I, that was our year. We've lost, we've lost our starting goalkeeper, starting striker, starting star wing all in, you know, the last six months. You know, not from like a Super Bowl standpoint, but in a way that kind of sounds like the Packers, you know, they're always, for at least for the revolution, you know, they're always, you know, think about Green Bay, four straight NFC championship appearances go 0-4. Like they're always so close, but so far. Rodgers will notch his MVP and their defense will be solid, but inevitably they're going to run into somebody that just – yeah beats them for the nfc championship i mean there's definitely a comparison there but green bay has won the super mm. bowl so like that's yeah, why like it's a one different but, but they're they've definitely never more like, again they've been close but yeah they're definitely more like a uh i would say more like a minnesota because they didn't lose all four oh, in a row, oh but, fair enough yeah but they, they've been spaced out losses where they've made the final you know x number of years and mm. nothing so that was uh yeah that's that's in a way i kind of understand buffalo's pain uh, for the year, but I think you know, I hope that if the Pats don't do anything this year, I do hope the Bills win the Super Bowl. You know, not only for their fans who deserve it a ton, but also just because of how talented that team is. I never um, want to see a Bills fan happy, no offense, because they oh, say, they've Oh, they're the best fan been, base. So. In the, I mean, with all due respect, they're like, Oh, this is the best fan base in the league. And I'm like, no, I, I disagree strongly. Have you ever spoken to one? They're loud, drunken, they're cra- obnoxious, Oh, they're crazy. And rude. They're crazy. I will admit that they're crazy, but they, they've also pulled off some mm-hmm. funny stuff. Yeah, the <laughs> table well. is funny, but yeah. Um, like, yeah, I mean, there's if you've ever – like, I've shown Adam their, their social media posts before. They've mm-hmm. got an absolutely, like, goaded social media team. Um, it is pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, like they've it. made some quality content on that. I think my favorite one was um, – Never ask a man his salary, a woman her age, or the Bills social media team to sign draft or like basically play certain players. We have no authority to do that. Um, mm. We just make memes. Fair enough. All right. It's yeah. it's great, but yeah, I mean, Josh Allen is easily top five QB, um, and I hope I really hope that. I think if they beat the Chiefs, because that's been their problem the last few years, I think they'll make the Super Bowl. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. Plus, they just signed uh, Jamison Crowder, so their wide receiver core is even more loaded. <laughs> all right, yeah. look, we yeah. can sit here and talk and talk the Bills, Patriots, True. Revolution all day, but we do have to uh, we do have to conclude things. But uh, Grayson, thank you for joining the show. Really, this was great. It was great getting your insight on football and the other football, at uh, yes, in uh, the one that's played in Europe. Uh, so that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays and Thursdays on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to follow our YouTube channel. 
We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at Fumbleruski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast in the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.